Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Being Able to Fall Apart Process and Be a Bad Beach. So this week we're in all of the chaos and we are at the delightful doggy place that I have spoken about that I work at and I have got Ben here as a guest. Say hello, Ben. Hi. Hi. Hello. Very, very, very basic hello. Very, very nice hello. We are literally sat with barely any electricity, <laughs> coping through the day, but we've got lots of cute dogs here. Who have we got? Should we do a little yeah, hello? We've got, we've got Dulcie. We've got Annie. Annie. Where her snoods keep her ears out from her dog food. Oh, yeah. We've also got Nutmeg. Who is oh, she wears a snood as well. She's outside eating her food. Oh, her she's having her food. Russian. Russian. Rubber, 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 sorry, but... Russian babushka. got a bit tongue-tied yeah. then, didn't you? So Annie, one of our dogs, is literally currently running around with a little Union Jack snood on. If you don't know what a snood is, it's basically like a shower cap, but the head goes all the way through it and it keeps their ears from going in their food, doesn't it? So we did just have to take a little pause there because Annie, that we were talking about with the snood on... It's her feeding time, that's why she has a snood on, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, and it's she just bolted underneath the sofa. Um, I don't know why, because it's feeding time, so she should love it. I, I, th- I think, to be honest, it's the social pressure. Yeah, she probably. It's the social pressure. Doesn't, doesn't there's a lot be. of us in here. Right now, there's, there's all the team. We've got Maya, we've got Helena, we've got Jay, Amy's here as well. All of the team is here. Um, and we're just sort of chilling, trying to record this in the middle of the chaos. But, you know, it's what it is, isn't it? Absolutely. Okie dokie. So, how has your week been? How's Other my week today? been? Um, crazily short, to be honest. Uh, chaotic. Chaotic. chaotic <laughs> short, but... Surrounded by dogs. Surrounded by dogs, which always an, uh, is always an upturn. We love it, we love it. Okay, so, I met Ben... Actually, through my housemate, Emma. So, um, Emma had applied for a job with you. She had an interview, didn't she? Uh, over the phone, yeah. The, yeah. Uh, the COVID method. Of the COVID method. Of first appearances. Yeah. Then it turned out that, because of a joint problem, she couldn't have the job. So, she was like, I have a housemate that was interested, and here I am. Absolutely. It was a very, um, yeah, very quick, actually, if you think about it. From yeah. email to response... Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and I think I remember when you turned up, I almost called you Emma twice. Did you really? Yeah, almost. Do you remember <laughs> what I wore when I turned up to my interview? You came dressed in the theme of our company, which I was did. dog-themed oh. leggings, right? No, dungarees. 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 Sure it no, it was dungarees. Sure. Yeah. I mean, of course you'd be sure because you're the one who yeah. wore it. But my mum <laughs> made those dog-print dungarees. I have literally specifically dog- for the interview. Yeah, and I was like, what else do you wear to an interview for a doggy daycare? Dog I mean dungarees. <laughs> dog, dog, dog dungarees. Dog. That's quite a tongue twister. It's dog dungarees. Dog dungarees. I'm, I'm going to do that with the kids when I'm teaching. Dog dungarees, dog dungarees, dog dungarees. <laughs> Be a good one. Um, and let's talk about my interview because it's quite a funny story, actually. Uh, it was true, to be honest. It was quite... I mean, you were very... Um, I wasn't even aware that anything was happening, so... No, you were we very um, comfortable, particularly around the dogs. Yeah. At the time, we have the office facing the window, yeah, um, which leads into the patio area of the garden, and mm-hmm. uh, the, the 
as always, as you can tell by the chaos going on now when you're interviewing, <laughs> you can imagine that you're trying to keep the chaos away from the interview process. Yeah. Yep. When you're interviewing people, it's a bit like a, well, you're making a first impression to what yep. can be perspectively a new employee as well as the employee making an expression to you. So the dogs don't quite get that. Um, well, so I mean, there, was, there wasn't any dogs in here no. when we did the interview. I mean, I did walk in and there was loads of dogs. Yeah, and yeah, I was like, this they, is heaven. They, they can't be trusted to keep professionalism, <laughs> no matter how much we adore them. They, we didn't, <laughs> they didn't come in their suit and ties, did no, they? No, no. So they were playing in the main room and in the garden, going to the toilet. Yep. Um, and then at the time, <laughs> colleague was then putting the dogs into the, the like main room into the main them? room into the main room and then um, she's going to do a head counts and as she is probably doing going off doing that and Hannah's talking very passionately why about she's dogs about dogs and why she thinks she will be a very good staff member in front of the window along the patio I see very confidently walking our one of our little daxies <laughs> and she's just like walking around the garden as chilled as anything and she just catches my eye and looks at me, wags yep. her tail, looking yep. very excited, and carries on. And at that point, I then look at Hannah, look at the dog, and I realise this dog is so happy because it realises it's the only one in the garden. <laughs> and, <laughs> and even though the garden be. is perfectly safe and secure, it's like having the time of its life and parading yep. itself in front of the window and being nosy because it yep. wants to see who's in the office with me. So at that moment, I start sending a message to my colleague in the next room, subtly, you know, trying to be like, just, you know, usher the dog back into the room, usher the dog mm-hmm. back into the room. Hoping that they would subtly, subtly do it while me- this interview no. was going on. Yeah, no, no. She then opens the office door, bursts in and goes, oh my God, I left the dog in the garden. <laughs> I can't believe I did that. That's so bad, isn't it? And I'm like, yeah. It is. That's why I told you. That's why, why I text you. texted you via my phone. I mean, this is why you have multiple safety measures. So when yep. something like that happens, you keep the dog safe at all costs. But still. And, and she's tiny as yeah. well. Like, she's such a little sausage. Very cute. Tiny, adorable and very mischievous. I'm yes. so happy. And then play chase with her in the garden to be coarse. <laughs> so that was great fun. And then she came back through with her, didn't she? she Rather did. than just go through the main room. Yeah. Yeah, she goes back straight through the room again. Oh, I've got the dog. I've got the dog now, I've got the dog. And then off she goes. Um, Bless. So yeah, that was that was a fun interview that process. That was a very fun interview process. Um, and let's talk now then. You made this doggy daycare and dog walking and boarding. All of this happen. Like, mm-hmm. where did it start? Like, you used to do mainly dog walking, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So it started a while back like 10 years ago um she was 16 six i was yeah going to be 17 um and the point the interesting point back then like pets at home wasn't mainstream like it is now yeah so trying to get experience working with animals as i'm sure many of you know if you're working in the field of agriculture in the Mm -hmm. city it's pretty tricky to get that placement and that work experience back then yeah um so at 16 you knew you wanted to work with animals. Yeah, ideally, I wanted to be a vet at that point. Ah, okay. Um, and then you require eighteen months experience, which is quite understandable, but really. As hard in to get. working with animals. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. So, 
you know, when you're working with animals, you have to think about caring for them, meeting with certain standards, following protocols, and just having the experience of having them. Um, mm. And particularly working with owners and clients, having that little bit of interaction, experience, interactional experience is important. So we then go, and someone said, uh, someone mentioned, you know, oh, have you considered dog walking? You know, mm -hmm. it's quite popular. Um, but I thought, oh, there's got to be so much more experience required to take yeah. on someone's dog. You know, I mean, God knows what could happen. But then... It's literally their baby, isn't it, as well? It is literally their first child that can run faster than you. Yeah. I mean, a baby can't run faster than yeah, you. Yeah, a baby can't run. <laughs> and also, if they think you're running after them, they're like, oh, we're playing. Absolutely. And it's like, no, get here. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so we then travel... I then, like, travel around look, looking at areas and then one day it was really rainy and I wasn't too happy with more my other jobs because they weren't progressive they weren't going to give me the experience yeah because you had a paper round didn't you paper round leafleting that was a polite leafleter if you said no junk mail that's fine but i did used to like say to them like look your neighbor's got one do you really want to miss out are you sure are you absolutely sure you don't mm -hmm. want to post this for your door um so they must have thought i was like on some kind of medication or something so that's fine they took the leaflets for me i remember going to this council estate and they all came and took like I hold power and said, well, we'll give it to our friends that are nearby for you. It's great. And I was like, that's wonderful. My job's done. Yeah. And then I realised the reason why they probably did that is because I looked like death warmed up. They yeah. probably felt sorry felt for me. Felt sorry for you. Like, um, let him get on with it. But it, it was great because like, um, I got to see a lot of eating. I was new to the area. So yeah. I got to walk around a lot and see all the different cuts foods, which I end up using for my job or my career. Yeah. So, um, in fact, when you did um, paper rounds, mm. did you? Uh, I used to do a paper round as well. Um, and did you ever have any houses that there was a dog at the door? Oh yeah. And you'd literally put the paper in and run because the dog would literally attack the paper. the paper. Did you ever have that? Yes, this ferocious dog would destroy the Sunday Times that this owner would spend a fortune on, and the dog was a King Charles Cavalier. Really? Yep. And all you'd hear was the owner <laughs> screaming from the upper the upstairs, <laughs> knowing what's happened. Oh, no. And they're like, not again. And I'd know he'd be back in the shop the rest of the next day, picking yep. up his paper, yep. which was great fun to see. That but dog needs one of the, like, pretend toy papers then. Or a guard. Literally, like, yeah. one of those postbox guards. Oh, the, yeah, the that thing too. That, the thing that makes me, I don't know if you'd find that when you were doing paper rounds, is that People would order papers that could physically not fit into their letterbox. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, you'd look at the letterbox, you'd look at the paper, and, and I'm like, just like sectioning their paper out. The sports <laughs> section, headlines. Yeah. Um, at least they got it. Oh, yeah. In multiple parts. Yeah. And I'm just like looking, how am I going to fit this in there? Yeah. Um, but you did it. Yes. Always, always. Made it a challenge. Yeah. Made it work. There was an elderly guy that we used to deliver to, and he had a really bad back. So myself and the other paper boy used to balance the paper so it would balance so that you wouldn't have to bend down to get it. Oh, well, that's uh, nice. And um, it was quite funny because he thought it was his letterbox, and I saw him fixing it one day, and I was like, what's wrong? He's like, oh, I fixed it so you'd be able to push it through. I was like, no, we're not struggling. We're doing it deliberately. He had no idea that that Aww. was the case. Three, like, like three months of it going on consistently. <laughs> And he was like, oh, um, I think it's my letterbox. Absolutely. Um, but early starts, hopping over fences, crashing yeah. into brick walls of the bike. That was great fun. Yeah, absolutely um, love to see it. But it's uh, it's nice cycling around it, uh, that time, though, because no one's around. Yeah, no one. Did you see all the milkmen? Yes. Oh, milk people. Sorry. 
I mean, is what it is. It's yeah. It, eh, milk people, you milk know. People. I mean, it it's sounds a bit different. It doesn't sound sounds as good. more concerning. Yeah, it just doesn't. It sounds a bit weird. It does sound a bit weird. <laughs> so you did the paper round, then you started walking dogs because you wanted to like. Yeah. Go into being a vet. So then I put up a. It was like a really rainy day, and I was just like, oh, do you know what? I'm gonna literally type up uh, an advert and put up three posters. In one being a vet's, another one being a pet shop, and another one being a cafe. Like the local. Yeah. yeah. Was it um the Pits Hanger Cafe? Uh no, actually it oh. was one in Greenford, but unfortunately it got wet on the way there, so oh. I ended up having two. I had one in the groomers, mm. and that that was just like it's not there anymore. But it was run by a lovely couple that used to tell me all about different equipment and things like that. Yeah. And they popped it up there, and one in the vets, and then. I waited like two months and on January the 3rd, I get a call and I was like answering the phone. I was like, yes. And they were like, hi, are you, um, I'm just calling about the dog walking poster you put up there. Mm. And I literally, my voice jumped like three octaves. I was like puberty gone at that point. Yep, yep. <laughs> it was like, yes, 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 that's me. Yes. And then it's like, really excited. <clears throat> how can I help you? <laughs> so, no, you should go yep. really high, excited and you go, calm. And then that was the point where I knew, oh my God, I've got my first client. This is great. And then after the end of the phone call, I was like, oh, my God, what do I ask them? What do I do? Yeah. So I looked, looked in and I was like, OK, I've got to try and learn these things. Because yeah. this industry back like 10 years ago really w- didn't have as much information at all about what you do and how you go about it in such detail mm. other than being responsible and having proof experience of working with dogs from uh, a guy you knew used to board dogs. So I used to walk them for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so went into the meeting group feeling utterly nervous but the owners were super nice. Uh, we're still in touch with them today. And oh, the grill. Still alive. Oh. He is a lovely Dachshound mixed with a Jack Russell called Percy. And he is, yeah, still well. And still his owners. Still coming. Yeah. Well, oh. we see him occasionally, but he's, uh, yeah, we're still in good contact with his family. So it was very nice when we got that message. And, um, and then it was walking him. And then we ended up getting... Uh, another another dog which was uh, a Staffordshire Bull Terrier cross with a bear yeah. hunting breed um, and that was quite a, an interesting meet and greet he was so hyper and I didn't know what he would do when he saw me because he was bashing into the door like out of excitement and I was oh like gosh. okay this is this is the end yeah. <laughs> this is it and uh, the owner was incredibly um they were like, they love their dog a lot, so that yeah. helped me to kind of have a grounding with them, uh, what we needed to do, and then walked a three-legged Labrador to Morris, and Aww. he was a very special boy to all of us, his owners were lovely, yeah. and he was rescued like seven times, he was returned. Seven? Seven, seven times? Dogs trust. Really? Oh. With lead, with issues of pulling on the lead, and he's got three legs. I mean, three legs and lead pulling issues... Must have been a strong dog. Yeah, he was a pretty strong boy. Um, to be honest, it he was he was a strong boy, but he was had a willingness to learn, and uh, that was something quite special about his owners, uh, the ones that we worked for. Yeah, was because they didn't give up on him. Yeah, and I think that sh- kind of showed through what you can do when you adopt a dog, but it also was a good learning curve because you know people think adopting a dog is you know, it's a lovely, wonderful thing, and it is, but mm-hmm. it y- it requires determination 
It's like a child. It is. And you have to be willing to give in more than the previous owners ever did. Especially rescues. Mm. Like some, I mean, we've got a wonderful rescue, Ripley, Mm -hmm. who we work with at the daycare. And I mean, I wouldn't say she has any issues because I think she's wonderful dog and she's like absolutely brilliant but i remember you or one of the team members saying that yeah she was a rescue from the states and it was in a hurricane you say yeah it was a hurricane season where she was in a rescue center and um, when hurricane season hit uh, all the dogs in the rescue center had to be abandoned and the staff evacuated so when they returned they found her the only one left there oh that's um, so sad very so sad. like amazing at the same time yeah they went back the staff were adamant they had to go back and get her yeah and they did and, and um, now she's here with us yeah current owners heard of her rescued her she escaped from a plane in the in chicago airport for like three days and then arrived got found and they brought her back to the uk so she was when i first met her she was like quite reactive at first yeah understandably anxious and nervous mm-hmm. um because she's just been running around an airport for three days so i mean i yeah, get anxious in oxford street running and for a life <laughs> so yeah wow she was um amazing though because she always had a lot of spirit a lot of um there's just something a quality about her that's that's just ripley yeah so and even like working with her here she's had this amazing like temperament because like yeah we're on you're on a walking unit you're out with all the dogs and um i remember a time that we had one of the dogs and it was just running and i was like no come back you're going a bit too far come back Mm -hmm. and we just kept shouting the dog's name and it was still going further and ripley just went and got the dog for us and it's like it's the German Shepherd in her. Yeah, she 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 does not like uh, disobedience. So she has to behave. Everyone else has to. She's behave. like the mother of the herd, isn't she? Absolutely. Um, but then she, uh, <laughs> if ever she gets told off, I could just imagine her. She was a human. The first thing that would come out of her mouth is, "Don't tell me off. Don't tell me off. Think. Yeah. I'm a trauma child. Don't, <laughs> yeah. don't, don't. Think of the hurricane." Yeah, literally. <laughs> I mean, I walked her today, and she was all over them sticks. So, uh, yes, as, as she is. She she is completely nasty into that. The, the group of sticks. That's what it was today for me. Mm-hmm. So you started ACC. When did ACC like officially become present? Um, Don't ruin my mic. I, I know. I'm I'm, off. This, this mic looks like he it's may be fall. my boss, but I'm allowed to tell him off. Yes, in this <laughs> setting, absolutely. Um, yeah. The when when did ACC start? I mean, the idea of ACC started was when it was about. Five, six, well, six years ago. Six years ago. Yeah, um, it's coming up the 10th birthday. 10th since I started like my personal career tenth in canine care. But ACC's official would be fifth, um, five years. And yeah. it was weird because people kept telling me, like, you know, this is going to be a good career for you. you. You really know what you're doing. It seems to be working out for you. And I was like, no, 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 I can't. I don't see progression. I can't. If I can't see progression, I'm not going to follow it. And then yeah. I had to sit back and look at it and go, well, actually, there is progression in this and gave it some really good thoughts. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that I would, I could see the niche of where ACC fits into the industry of canine care. Yeah. Um, and I could talk for hours and hours about it, yeah, but it's definitely. like, 
it's that's when I realized that that's my calling that's what I want to do with ACC and I sat there and I remember spending like you know you spend like uh, you probably get this when you're brainstorming plays oh, or thinking time, of yeah. you'll spend hours thinking and like 45 minutes of actually putting it on paper and it comes to life so easily yeah and i did that when it came to things like the name the logo um like the name i sat and kept thinking like, what am i going to call it and i didn't want to call it after what was name. the other names you had were there any rubbish ones that Ooh. people were like no you can't call lead it that. the way was one of them no but i was like no yeah. i don't like that and then <laughs> i was like you know the things you know you get those bright sparks and your face lights up and your you're eyes like, go up. Such a good like, idea. lead the way it's gonna be great and then you're like uh no and then you go like um like stuff like walking stuff like canine and i liked i thought what is it that i use about my about the product about the service and i love the alpha dog philosophy um a lot of people think it's all about dominance and then they go oh it doesn't exist but actually being an alpha of a pack is less it's not just about dominance it's also actually about being assertive caring nature you know having a good nurturing instinct because actually that's what they do in the pack yeah and self-awareness and being and that's like well actually when you walk a dog or a group of dogs that's actually what you do yeah. you're nurturing you're caring you're protective you're assertive and you're in charge yeah so that's actually what i want clients to feel and associate when they look at yeah. alpha's canine care absolutely and it's not just one alpha it's multiple alphas which is why it's the plural yeah and um and all the rainbow colors as well well spectrum of personalities yes that's that was the thing because i originally had a picture of these which was when it it was like lead the way and i was like oh all these multicolored leads and i thought no no, just just didn't ring no it doesn't have the ring and then a client of mine told me about the pros of having your business starting with an a and how it always comes up quickly on searches and it and he said you know so if you can sometimes if you can and it works with your marketing you've got a choice of two go with the one that's alphabetically higher if it isn't a strikingly uniquely different name and mm-hmm. so i looked in online i was like ah oh, the domain name exists and no one else has it so i'm that's it and it was born acc acc became the the abbreviation because it just became easier and um that's that's it just stuck but it was yeah. quite funny because people knew it as Ben's dog walking, which yeah, everyone's at Ben's dog. Ben's walking, the dog yeah. walker. So yeah. when my clients were getting into battles of recommendations, where you had the newer clients joining ACC, which yeah. is still me, and older clients that having were like Ben's ben, walking, they were yeah. getting into arguments, going, "I really think you should recommend this business." No way, I think you it's should the recommend same this person. one. Literally, you know, and I was like, "No, it's the same." Please, you know, it's fine. I'm yeah. glad that you're, you know, promoting it all. Yeah, but. It was, um, that's how the name and brand came okay. and then team members came in. So um, we've got a lot of our senior canine carers started with us then. Yep. Uh, it was Helena. So just to clarify, actually. So Ben runs, owns, walks the dogs, everything, <laughs> you name it, of Alpha's Canine Care, which is where I also work. As the do- I call it the dog daycare. The dog daycare. I just think it sounds great. That's but yeah. And now we have a huge team. Mm-hmm. It's quite a big team now. We had um, have a team of 17 people. 17. Wow. Various ages and backgrounds, which I love. Like, yeah. Yeah. it's a full amalgamation when you look at it. Um, when we look back at our like past team photos, it's just wonderful because you don't see uh, a team of just young people or just more experienced people mm-hmm. or, you know, just one type. You see uh, a community. 
yeah ultimately that's what you see you see yeah. the community that we grow up in yeah because i love it like there's so many different people here everyone's got such different backgrounds everyone's so different yeah it's uh a complete and utter spectrum of society is that because so you handpicked every single one um <laughs> well yeah i mean most the hiring process has always come down to ah oh, i think there's there's something in there i can i we can we can get out i mean i'm less of a of an employer that would be seeing people and me going I want you to be this particular way and then I'm going to show interest. Yeah. I try and look at really inside the person of what they're going to be like. Yeah, and some so people... You always go, I know when you're lying. Because yes. basically, Ben likes to play a lot of jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, spe- specifically with my cherry coke. We all know I have a huge cherry coke addiction. And as soon as I walk back in the room, I'm like, where is it's it? It's more than addiction. It, but you always hide it and I always know you're hiding it. I'm trying it. to help you. Yeah. <laughs> And so basically you're saying you need to pick on team away. members that can keep up with your level of fun. Absolutely. I mean, it's a lot of pressure trying to keep all these <laughs> um, pranks up and running. You've got you've to start outsourcing. He honestly thinks he's the biggest joker, but I try and get him back. Yeah. I mean, April Fool's Day, ironically... I nearly got you with the hose, the garden hose pipe the other week. You did, you did. And you a- made me jump. He literally, I was, he was like, go out and do the garden. So, you know, me being the <laughs> best worker that I am, like, you know, top tier level, always does the best job. We've got to um, help our local addicts here. <laughs> that sort of thing, you know. Um, was, you know, doing my top work as I always do. And then he screams at me and I'm really jumpy. <laughs> so he screamed at me out the window. I absolutely shit myself. Um, so then I tried to get him with the Oh, hose. so it wasn't Oliver then, in the garden then? Oliver? That left, that, that left it there. It was it was you then, was it? <laughs> it wasn't left, left an actual shit in the toilet. No, 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 it wasn't me. It wasn't. <laughs> could have been Oliver. Could have been Oliver. I'll blame the dog anyway if it was me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so ACC, it's grown. So wait, I'm just going to go back. When did you decide you weren't going to be a vet? When did I decide I wasn't going to be a vet? Um... When I had to go to, when I had to make the decision to work yep. than to study, um, and, and how old were you then? I was twenty years old. Twenty. Twenty years old. Because we're the same age, but you're like the year school year above me. You're, you're born September, ninety-six, aren't you? Yeah, you're born September, aren't you? I'm September, yeah. So you're September and I'm April. I'm sure we'll be in the same, same school year, no? I don't know. Nine, you're born 96. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Someone work that out for us. I can't. My brain's turning yeah, off. Yeah, literally. <laughs> this is going to become into a debate. We've now. been on it all day, working. We've been dealing with the chaos and now we We had are two puppies in daycare. Need yeah. I say more? Um, oh, we did have two very cute puppies in daycare today, didn't we? They are adorable and... It's also... Although you were teaching one of them to bite. Not teaching them to bite. You were. Bite control. Bite control. <laughs> yeah. do, you know when puppies do that little teething thing? Well, we get a lot of puppies in here. And we had one in today that was really enjoying his yeah. teething and biting quite a bit. <laughs> um, but he's not. He's going to get very big and he needs to realise he can't do that. Absolutely, absolutely. Yep. Otherwise, we'll be uh, a bunch of one-armed dog walkers. Um, so you were twenty when you decided you weren't going to be a vet. Yeah. Yeah. I gave myself two months to see. No, I gave myself 
sorry, I gave myself two years to see if the company would give me a sign that this is going to be my future. Yeah. And and I think as well, a lot of people think, oh, I want to work with animals, I'm going to be a vet then. Mm. Like, I don't think people really know that there's the other no. sides of the world. Like, I know I had a friend that I went to school with, she she wanted to be a vet, she wanted to work with animals, so she went and did veterinary, and now she's not doing that, because... No. It's not necessarily the vet side. Like there is all the other things, and you just don't really realise that they're there's, there. There's so much, so many types of careers in this industry, and it is an industry now. Pet care, um, you know, welfare, maintenance, all of it is. So I think watching how many people feel intimidated by the level of academia required to be a vet can sometimes frighten them from not following their passion to working with yeah. animals yeah um i mean it is a very hard degree to do but it's also your talents irrespective of your intellect or irrespective of your speed can also be reflected and shown as strongly in another industry of animals such as care yeah and i think people underestimate the amount of work that i see and i think i see repetitively with the amount of employees that we've worked with mm -hmm. i think i've employed over 30 people in my time and watching the determination the growth mm -hmm. the um the awareness like some people have worked fantastically highly pressured in jobs yeah and they come here and they find it very tricky at first yeah and they have to first come over the hurdle that it is a serious industry and once they actually absorb that um they achieve so much in a very short space of time yeah. And when they apply it to relatable things like childcare, um, you suddenly realise, oh, actually, no, wait, this is quite serious. This isn't just sticking a dog on the lead or picking no, up after them. No, absolutely not. So, it is, um, so when you make that decision, I had to, I, I get it. I would never be a hypocrite. I thought that same way myself. Oh, and yeah, same. Before I started here, I was like, I'm going to go and work at a doggy daycare. But actually, like, I, you learn so much and there is so much more to it. Mm. And actually learning on the job is probably the best way, I'd say. Yeah, I don't think it's something you can learn in a course. No, I, think I wouldn't learn. If no. I was to go to and do like a course in this, I'd be like, yeah. la, 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 la. My brain wouldn't know yeah. what's going on. Whereas like learning it on the job is like the best. It is, because a course can never give you that really euphoric feeling. I don't know if you, if you get it after a really good group walk that's gone super well. Oh, my, my and walk it's this like afternoon, yeah. It was you lovely. feel so regenerated. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you could have had any difficult walks beforehand or difficult dogs or that sense of achievement when a dog that has notoriously been terrible with recall yeah. suddenly can be trusted on a long line lead and is running around with their group. And you're like, this is great. I make it, and, you know, put that work in. I've seen it. And you would never experience that on a course, but you would no. if you work hands on. That's... The amazing approach of this career is that it doesn't, um, when you are working with people and you're employing people in this way, it doesn't uh, require qualifications to learn. Mm -hmm. But it what it does require is awareness, compassion, empathy. Um, and, you know, you have to be connectable. You can't just look at facts and figures on a spreadsheet yep. and go, oh, this dog has to have X amount of affection these days. This dog needs X amount of, you know, care or, or firmness with it. It doesn't work like that. It, mm -hmm. It's instinctive. And it's nice to actually get people away from things like their phones and their te and the techie world that we kind of are now fully engrossed in. Oh, yeah. And 
be going back to the way things were working with animals being in grossly consistent contact letting with them. them all lick your face yeah and knowing um, oh gosh, <laughs> knowing which ones eat poo you do not let them lick your yeah, face yeah if ever you really want to frighten team members and trust me i've done that multiple times <laughs> just when the dog is licking the face all you have to say is just go oh i don't know if i should tell you what they've just eaten <laughs> and you just walk out of the room and even though the person knows you're joking yeah the amount of soap that you see they've scrubbed on them yeah, when they definitely. come back definitely we have such lovely dogs and some of them are so cute but i'm like i know where your mouth's been get away from me it's almost like they kind of want to share it with you yeah and i'm like get away get away honestly i think the funniest bit is when dogs when they um when dogs are going to the toilet and they want to do it in privacy yeah and they run off into a bush and you're chasing after them with a bag so then the group of dogs with you are chasing after them the dog's going further away and it's like no wait just just go and it's it's great when you're first trying to get the shy yeah ones to go bless them well i think it's amazing actually sometimes when we have like you know the nervous dogs come in yeah or like the ones that are known as reactive or anxious and then they come in they then will have like a muzzle on just to you know make sure nothing happens with the other dogs Mm. um but then you see them then mingling with the other dogs yeah all of that like it's like seeing a kid like you say a kid go to school and finally learn how to be with other kids Mm, i think people sometimes forget that like with humans some people aren't going to be the life and soul of a party but it's so nice to watch them comfortable yeah and that's the great thing about daycare all the dogs are different sizes different breeds different ages different personalities (laughs) very different personalities and It's nice watching them learning to read it and that they're safe. Yeah. And reactive dogs. I, d- I do reactive dog training myself. And it's probably one of my most favorite training sessions. Because some days it can be very tough. And you have to go in there with a mindset that you a, are keeping the owner focused on that. Keep their mind focused on the end result. Yeah. Because um, some days it's going to be worse than others. Mm-hmm. But it's so nice the day when they have been their reactivity drops they're more comfortable they're listening mm-hmm. they're understanding mm-hmm. their position yeah and then the day when you when they don't see them with a muzzle anymore like i see some of my yeah. dogs now that i've trained for over a year and they're muzzle free with their owners and i get updates on them sending me videos or photograph yeah. uh, i have a dalmatian that we did some work with and is that claude yeah yeah he's, oh, he's a sweetie he is a wonderful 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 dog I have such admiration for the fact that the owners did what we asked them to do, yeah. which really made our work so much more fulfilling. Yeah. Because you know you don't mind questions, but sometimes if if they go steering off and then you don't, you can't guide them, and it gets mm-hmm. really frustrating because you can see the full potential in the dog. Yeah. And I think that's an instinct. I don't think that's something you can academically pick up. You can really instinctively, if you're really in tune with your senses and with a dog. Mm -hmm. you can see the potentiality and i watched how he was with his owner and i was like well you want to bring that affection that comfortability that confidence that playfulness outside of the realms of just being with just doing that with the owner you want him to do with everything yeah and And consistency mm, with it all and the determination of the owners saying that they're going to make their dog change yeah so i was really um it was a very fulfilling case like one of my favorite ones to see and he comes in daycare every time and it's funny 
because he, he does sulk when uh, if he's not happy with the weather or if he's not happy with uh, the type of dog that's in daycare with him yeah. and he'll sit there and he'll ignore you but then he'll come up and lick you or he'll does this thing now he, he puts his like nose all on your leg nose on you or he, or he puts his head against your forehead and he just like puts his paws on his shoulder and he's just so elated and yeah. it's like one of those nice moments where you've made a connection with a dog that at first I don't think really liked me because he didn't yeah. trust me and yeah. that's it's it's so nice to see that so yeah it's a very yeah. rewarding factor of our jobs I do love it when the dogs come up to you and they just put like their nose to yours and I'm just I want to wake up in the morning. But <laughs> I do have a favourite. Do you? Yeah. Rudy. Rudy does it to me. He comes and puts his paws like on my mm-hmm. chest and then puts his nose to my nose and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so cute. Rudy <laughs> is adorable. Um yeah. he is a baby spaniel when he was younger, as in like we just we knew him from yay high. And he used um, to scream, didn't he? When he was younger, and it used to be out of excitement if he was displeased. He was he he had a high range like me, yeah. so he was. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! We need to do it. So Ben does this really high pitched noise, and he does it to the dogs. And you know how dogs like when they're listening to something, they look at you, but then they like turn the head. All the dogs do this when he go on make the noise. Go, go, <coughs> go for it. Uh, my voice is dry today. It's not no, gonna come go out. No, go on, go on. <coughs> oh, he needs to go. It's funny because they're staring at me from the now next the room. Now the dogs are looking. They're all going, "What's going on?" It's uh, that is generally Ben. Even I can't get that high. I, do, I don't even know how you do that. But. I mean, it never stopped. It only happened. It happened once when I was like yawning, and I realised the German Shepherd's head's tilting, and I was like, "Great, I can use this to get their attention." And it does happen sometimes. Like if um, I used to use it like a whistle sometimes. Mm. That and my abnormally loud laugh i've been told can be often a yeah, way to get the dogs quite a loud laugh. yeah <laughs> quite a loud. there it is there it is <laughs> no, that's that's me subtly it's that's not subtle, even uh, yeah, that is subtle to be fair be <laughs> so let's have some funny stories funny so, stories yeah funny mm. funny things that have happened when looking after dogs walking dogs being with team members and the dogs <laughs> whatever funny stories you've got we love a funny story Come on. uh funny stories well first one that comes to my mind was when uh my mum and i was working um we were doing a walk together and we were picking up the dogs because as you know jay my mum works for me in the very beginning so we used to she's do she's the worst team member isn't she <laughs> i'm joking i'm joking she's actually the best she's the so um we went to uh we went on uh, a walk and then we picked up these two setters um and when we got into the house the owner was like stuck half dressed in his um jumper and he was kind of like bent slightly around the table and i was like are you okay and he was like oh i've dislocated my shoulder and i need to get ready for what yeah and I looked at the set, the set, and I knew the set was bouncing. I was like, "Did he do this to you?" And he's like, "No, no, no." He's like, um, "I had a bike accident, um, but I need to get into work." Um, and I'm finding it hard to get into my my jumper because it's tricky. Were so you not like, bro? You need to go to hospital. Oh, well, he'd been to hospital where it's just really tricky to move around. His shoulder was really sore. So me thinking, "Oh, mum's a nurse," so you know, I casually go out the house, go, "Mum." 
because I miss because I mishear him saying it. I'm like, Mum, do you know how to pop a shoulder back in? And my mum's like, What? Why? What's happened? And I was like, Just you know, clients in there. He's a bit stuck, and he's like, No, no, I don't need my shoulder popped in. And my mum's color goes back to being normal, and he's like, I just trying it hard to get into my clothes. So my mum says, Do you want me to help you? So she has to put his jumper on, oh, tie his tie, pull his shoes on. And it's like, things that you think of being a dog walker, you're like, wow, dressing clients was dressing not one clients of them. But, well. you know, you, you encounter them. So we've, we've never forgotten that one. Um, funny stories with team members. I always find it quite funny when um, dogs I know have not the best recall. Yeah, and team members go, oh, should we just let them off the lead? They'll be fine. And I'm like, they're really not going to be fine. We're going to use the long line lead. Yeah, no, they'll be absolutely fine. So then I find a place where no, it's actually safe. And I go, do you want to experience some off lead? Okay, off goes the lead. And off there they go. go. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh my god, instant regret. I'm like, yeah, yep. they're not going to run we away. We told you. We told you. We told you. I was like, they'll come back. And it's it is just. Um, we also have. Um, some team members who was uh, in denial about their dog eating poo, <laughs> don't we? <laughs> oh, God. This dog, I, I tell you, <laughs> I mean, she's probably doing a favour for eating council. You know, she's picking up <laughs> after all of the dog she's owners that don't. She's stopping them fines. Yep, she's stopping those fines. That's like, you know, her dedication to her craft is immense. Um, she's she so was lovely. In denial, wasn't she? she was the like, owner. <laughs> my dog doesn't eat poo. <laughs> she does it right in front of her. And then <laughs> I swear she did it on the Christmas Day walk as well and was running going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally. It was so <laughs> it's so funny because you just you just hear it in the background and walking. That's probably as a multitude of incidents walking with team members and their and their, their own dog. dogs. They're like parents with their own children coming to work. Yeah, and they true. get so stressed, they get so frustrated, and they get like, oh my god, what's the matter with you? I had one colleague who sent his dog home from daycare <gasps> early. He was like, I've told my mum to pick him up, that's it, he's going home. Was he a bit misbehaving? He was being naughty. It wasn't his worst day. There was the thing, he was going through a bit of a hormonal point. And we said to him, um, what are you doing? He's like, call my mum, he's going home. I'm not having this, I'm not tolerating it. And, you know, you sit back as you're like, oh, it's nice to see, like, my like the team have taken on, like, what we're training them about, yeah. a good standard of behavior. And hopefully that message, you know, it spreads out and it helps train, you know, people. Yeah. Um, but it is quite funny when you watch somebody um, just literally pull their hair out and go to their dog. Why are you behaving like, last time I bring you to work? And the dog's like, I don't know what you're saying. I've got a limited vocabulary. <laughs> you know, it's like, I love you. Will that make it work? I love you. Um, thanks, human. <laughs> and then the, what was the one of the other funniest instances? I mean, can we mention the one um, where the team member doesn't work here on a, anymore, unfortunately, but we do have another team member who is from Ecuador, Spain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ecuador and Spain aren't the same thing, are they? No, no. <laughs> I You're failed geography, lol. So, but yeah, um, and so his English was a bit limited, wasn't it? Yeah, he he his <laughs> owner. Um, his he, owner he, is he a dog as well? No, sorry, no, complete he's wrong. He's not a dog. end of day situation here. Midweek, midweek vocabulary is never my best. Um, the the team, team member, member who owned the dog in question uh, was walked by the team member from Ecuador. Yeah. 
<laughs> and he just like he was one of our our volunteers and you know he would help out a bit and he just like casually said to um the team member who owned the dog oh you own um uh ben right yeah and of course the owner was like the team member was like yeah yeah i do and he's like yeah you know the span the, the black and white dog and he's like yeah i do and he, you know he's looking proud of his dog he's about to ready to receive a really good compliment yeah and then the team member goes oh that's good yeah he's very fat and then just walks <laughs> off and my team member was like you know when the jaw is, is dropped and yep. he's like why did you say that and it transpired what he actually meant to say due to translation error <laughs> was that the dog is like you know big and strong and he, lovely and lovely <laughs> he didn't mean fat but he used the term not that, fat like what we mean fat, yeah but he meant like yeah. a lovely dog <laughs> and I was, I was i was in stitches because it's that moment where you're like i don't know what to say I, was, I said i don't know what to say i'm sure he doesn't mean it that way and i mean i turned it into a joke i was like oh yeah fat ben fat ben yeah and he did find it funny it was funny yeah it was a good one to be honest i don't blame him if the team members would allocate that name to myself post christmas yeah, definitely to go there. to the gym <laughs> yes you do definitely <laughs> to go to the gym all those times likely <laughs> oh bitch so hit us with one more one more funny story um one of my colleagues and i we uh apparently to many people we don't see it i don't see it either no we apparently look the same to the point where he gets waved at when he's <laughs> in the car so he came back when he when he was allowed to drive the vehicles and we got the fleece insurance change and everything yeah. so he could drive he was of age to drive it then and he came back and he went can i ask you something and i said yeah and he's like what's wrong with the car I said, why? What have you done to it? And he said, no, yeah, no, no, I haven't done it. Yeah, he's a bit of a chaotic driver. <laughs> <laughs> say, on Pictionary, <laughs> yeah, on Pictionary, we did a zigzag. And then the first thing that came up, what team member are we talking about? And, the, and one of my colleagues was like, oh, it's him. I know who he is. <laughs> yeah. He was driving. But anyway, um, so I said to him, why? What's wrong with, why, why do you think there's something wrong with the car? He's like, people keep waving and looking over and signaling. And I went, where did you drive? Because there's nothing wrong with the car. I went, I drove through Pitsanger. I went, oh, okay, that's, I know why, that's fine. And he went, what? I said, it's probably because they thought you were me. And he's like, really? I was like, yeah, this happens to myself. Because I'll bump into clients and it, it does happen. Yeah. They probably thought and you were me. And the only similarity is you're both two Asian males. <laughs> yeah. That's I it. mean, that's it. <laughs> it's, it's, uh. Like, you're comp. Yeah, like I could literally see you, one of you walking in like a cloak, mm. and I'd be like, I know that that's you. I'd know which one it was. Yeah, it's because you walk very differently. Yeah, um, I don't know. And also, he wears glasses. You don't. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why people mistake it, but I mean, it's. I guess that is a at a glance, maybe that's probably what can create a lot of similarity. But yeah. it's um, even when my when I um. Uh, pick up some dogs sometimes i've had clients go oh we had your brother around um it's so nice to finally meet him and i was like hmm Wait, i don't know this is when to have a brother I, like, I know i was like who 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 are you talking about <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's 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 no one i know i mean i mean to be fair i when i first started i was like is amy your sister yeah like, a lot of people think amy's related to only me. because you and her have such a brotherly sisterly relationship i annoy her if she annoys me yes 
Yes. All the time. Yeah. It's a great. It's a, and if we don't annoy each other enough, then you know. You're basically family, but without the. The senior team and ourselves has always been like a, a family. When we went to the Isle of Wight, that was funny. It was myself, Helena, Bella, and Amy, and it was a like a thank you trip again that we wanted to do because it was like thank you for helping run the company whilst I was away during COVID working and outside of the company yeah. to help keep it stabilized. Um, and we're like, let's go to the Isle of Wight. Let's do something, you know, quintessentially, mm-hmm. you, you know, something British. You know, let's go there. I've and actually not been, so can't wait for our next trip. All I can say is that <laughs> it rained. <laughs> it was standard English. It weather. was sunny all the way there. And, and we, brought, we all got a picnic together and we put everything in this basket. Helena was helping to navigate. She made all, a whole list of things we could go and do in the Isle of Wight. Did you take any of the dogs with you? No, 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 oh, no. I was going to say that. Um, and then uh, Amy and uh, Bella were in the back seat. So when we came on the ferry, people were like looking at us going, are these a bunch of kids that are like adopted or from different families? Because <laughs> we all look like from different backgrounds in that yes. way. But it's like... But they all act like a group of siblings. You got the two older ones in the front yeah. of the car, and then you had like the two other ones at the back. And they and it worked. That dynamic was very much true because when it yeah. came to getting food out the picnic basket, all the good stuff was gone yeah. because all the young ones had eaten it at the back of the car. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like you know. But it was such a lovely trip. It's like one of my favourite trips. Um, it was just so much fun. Considering it rained and we couldn't do half the stuff, we still went to see the needle. We had to see the, the needle. needle. Uh, it's a classic um, lighthouse yeah landmark lighthouse right on the coast and it was raining and I said to them did you see it we did in the rain we saw it when it was a bit cloud like misty rain and we walked down on these steps down to the shell bits on the beach and I said to the team come on let's stand on it let's go swim in let's just stand by the sea and (laughs) have a look and it's great I said don't worry the waves aren't going to come that high and then the wave (laughs) did and all I saw was our youngest Bella running up the stairs, oh, going, you lied to me, you, li- you lied, it's all your fault, we're going to drown. I was like, we're not going to drown. But Helen was like, I think we need to go up the stairs now. I was like, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. And then we played crazy golf that just kept going on. I love crazy golf. All the way up and up these, these stairs and, you know, and then we hit our heads and we went inside this pub place that we went for dinner because me and Helena were the taller ones in the group. So we hit our heads on the beams <laughs> and Amy and Bella, Bella just about made it. I bet. And Amy was like, yeah, this is easy for me. <laughs> I can reach everything in this yeah. house. Um, and it was just such a fond memory. I That that was hilarious. And we have, I have, uh, Hannah has cherry coke. I have Tic Tacs. Yeah. The so, white pills, you say. Yeah, the best kind of white pills. I don't know yeah. why anyone else gets addicted to anything else. Tic Tacs is just amazing. Yeah. It's just great. Now, in fact, I'm going to start hiding them. Yes, everyone seems to hide them from me. Everyone thinks it's. Fair, a I haven't seen you taking any Tic Tacs. That's because. <laughs> Tic Tacs. <laughs> that's because I hide them. Um, I I love them. but So th- they're your crazy white pills. They're my, my crazy. Cherry Coke's my. Yep, I can eat a pack of 100 in a day. Cocaine. I can eat a whole pack of 100 in a day. Oh my God. No shame absolutely no gone shame. and so we had us uh a game where in the car we were waiting for the ferry amy and bella were like trying to hide the packet from me and i was like quick grip it i need it and i <laughs> need my fix so yeah the dynamic between the team members and the senior team particularly was like it's like a family no yeah. matter what no i think i can imagine like wherever i think we go whatever we choose to do it's it's just like that even when we go out it's just automatic yeah Definitely, and I'd agree. 
It's a big, one big happy family. It is. The family's getting bigger. When I went shopping to Waitrose, I think the lady who was watching me and was like, um, are you a very also, big Asian family? <laughs> Waitrose. Come on. Well, I mean, it's... We're in West London, that's why. It's handy. It's handy. It's right around the I corner. I mean, I'm at Lidl. I'm a little, but you did say the reduced section's really good at Waitrose. That's what I love about Waitrose. Yeah, so I'm gonna have to go and have a look for the bargains, Anna. The what do you call it? The the, the reduced, reduced the reduced. There's a term, isn't it? Reduced. Reduced section. Is, is, is or it yellow just sticker society. Yellow sticker society. On Facebook. <laughs> it is. A reduced section is fantastic there. So of course, like I, we often we have overnight staff. I'll end up cooking because I like cooking. And mm-hmm. um, besides one disastrous example of KFC, which I made, and it went completely wrong here, I genuinely haven't made. I don't think I've made a bad dish. I, I mean, your your chocolate cake was good the other day. I know, right? That was really good. I know, right? There we go. We love it. Oh, bitch! Okay, we're now on to the deep and meaningful. Section. Deep and meaningful. Deep, deep and meaningful. Okay, so the fall apart process and be a bad bitch because you're quite the bad bitch, aren't you, Ben? <laughs> I mean, that wouldn't have been the words I would have originally chosen, but I'll, I'll, I can understand the meaning. And no, it he's not. <laughs> so he's really not. Um, so let's put it as falling apart process and getting back on your. I'm gonna say shit, but what's a what's a professional word for you to use? I mean, I'd say just getting it back together. Get it back together. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So hit me with a moment that you fell apart. In your life, I would say. Oh, you went very deep. Then. I would say so. When I'm thinking, <laughs> I relax and everything just drops. <laughs> this is this. I, it comes with a job. My voice you've varies. Got such different a range page. On you. It's isn't when I'm talking. It happens. Yeah. It goes you up a and down. You've got such a great range. It just happens. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, um, I would say when. I think the turning point was like when I was around 16 mm-hmm. and I think I had to take on a lot of responsibility and understand that the world I perceived before I was 16 really doesn't, isn't the way it is. Yeah. Um, I think we all go through a process like that in your, in your teenagehood. Um, you sort of realise what life is. You kind of realise, you realise responsibilities, but you also realise what needs to be done what doing things that need to be done as opposed to doing things because you want to do them yeah um and you know it's your right to do anything you want mm-hmm. but sometimes timings and when what you do and how you do them is and how you negate that is the credit to yourself as a person then mm-hmm. so how you go about something. how you go about yeah. something Absolutely. as i say it's not about the destination but the journey yeah um and i always talk about this on the podcast like for me with friends or any situation people can do things wrong but it's how you go about it afterwards mm, mm, you're never going to get 100 percent right there's always gonna no. be mistakes yeah. i think i learned things like from 16 to i'd say 25 it's yeah. almost that's nine years I would say that's when I I learned so much in that process from so many different like people and so many different backgrounds and so many examples. Mm-hmm. So actually, things were put into actual practice. Yeah. Um, which I am quite grateful for. I find it very. Um, I yeah, I think like 
what I've thought back at 60, I definitely don't think now. Yeah. And I think that things that I was looking into then, I don't think I'd, I'd, I've achieved now. Mm-hmm. So, um, I like, I fully look at the intention of people before yeah. I look at, like, what their actions are. I might be cross. And that's the difference between cross and being fully shut away. When mm-hmm. somebody really lets you down, you could be cross with them. And it's nice to compartmentalize your emotions. Yeah. I find it really handy. Um, because you can, because at that stage there was so much going on, I didn't have the time to, basically I didn't have the time to stop. I didn't have, didn't have the time to it have also a. also takes energy. It takes energy, right? There's so yeah. much stuff you're trying to do. So you're like, why should I wait? See, you become a person where you have to choose a black and white decision, which is you're either going to waste time, or you're mm-hmm. going to make of time. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't. So you have to be one or the other. You can't yeah. be one. So sort of like today, how the electricity went, the boiler mm-hmm. went, the water went, and you were like, "I'm just gonna laugh about it because otherwise, you there's just, nothing you're else. Like, it's yeah. like great. It's happened in threes. It's over. It's done. <laughs> yeah. I've had my set for the week, and yeah. it's not even Thursday because Thursdays at ACC is often the day when things start going wrong. Yeah. So we're like, oh, good. We had it all on Wednesday. Yeah. Um. So it's. Uh, I think like when you go through um when you when you look when you um decide okay right i'm going to get myself focused i'm going to focus on what i need to do for my work my career mm-hmm. and i wasn't somebody that likes business at all i definitely did not want to go into that thought of it as an unstable industry which is mad because you now have a huge business it's 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 now a business i love i like business i've realized there's another side to it mm-hmm. it's flipped the coin um and if you flip the coin on any you can flip the coin on anything yeah um and you just have to focus on not cutting your nose off to spite your own face. Being able to listen and being prepared to be told that you're wrong. Yeah. Um, if you're prepared to be told Even it... Even though you're top of the food chain, like... Yeah, you have to be prepared for things to go wrong. You have to be prepared that you aren't actually always correct. Yeah. And that's completely understandable. I mean, how many days of the year? 365 days of the year. How many decisions did I have to make today? Probably made about six really prominent decisions yeah i would have made about uh, easy a couple of dozen um generic decisions and mm-hmm. maybe like a few really whimsical ones like what drink to get from the fridge so these <laughs> are the amount of decisions <laughs> right <laughs> you make in life and if you can't <laughs> accept yeah. that you're not going to get every one of them right yeah you're just not going to progress yeah and you're just going so you have to be prepared that out of all those decisions in just one day and there's 365 days of the year not going to bore you with the math hours yeah you've got all of these things that you're going to have to make so don't go with an arrogance that you'll know 100 percent. be prepared for the coin to be flipped on you mm-hmm. um and hold your hands up yeah like yep did it wrong and learning to actually understand yourself and be <laughs> it sounds really cliche to say be friends with yourself but actually that's the one being that you spend the most time with and if you can't be good friends with yourself, you yeah. can't learn to, learn your, to be comfortable with yourself. Yeah. You will always be searching for something because you're around something that makes you so uncomfortable. Yeah. And I think when you're 16 or in teenagehood or if you go through a massive change in circumstances or you're going through a career path issue or you're going through, which are all things linked to your identity. Yeah. And I think we're looking in society now that identity is a topic that's coming up and people are going through multiple avenues of trying to discover that. Um, oh, yeah. Like, some people go into relationships. Some people yeah. like are constantly trying to find themselves through other things rather mm. than just looking straight in the mirror. Yeah, and sometimes looking at things like friendships, like 
you can make friendships that could end and you don't have to think to yourself that I should never have been friends with that person because actually most of the time it was probably pretty good yeah. but it's just unfortunate that a boundary has been crossed that you can't go back on mm-hmm. the person's not willing to explore that avenue with you so friendships are like relationships in that way you just have to you you cut loose from that you just go okay yeah. well that was it but you won't regret being friends with that person I think and you learned from it yeah because yeah, there were there's elements of your life so um it's not a singular moment as such I think yeah. it's a collection of moments and I think now in my mid-20s I can God, you're old. I know. I know. (laughs) I'm enjoying getting to bed on time. I have a bedtime. This is this is like what? Did you hit 25 and was like, oh, hi, hangovers, hi, body aches, body aches, body aches, and actually enjoying going to bed. That was (laughs) when I was like, what? I'm actually going to like you know you think about all the times your parents go bedtime and you're like, oh, I don't want to do it, and I'm like, now I'm like. Please, oh. someone say it's bedtime. I was like, oh, it's, it's, it's eight o'clock. What? <laughs> Only two Literally. hours to go. Literally. <laughs> Literally. Um, so, yeah, falling apart for you has been not necessarily one huge moment, but yeah. through time. Yeah, I would say I would say one of the big elements of getting yourself back up um, would definitely be things like employment. I think people underestimate the independence yeah. of employment. And it's not the job titles. It's not the money. It's the act. Enjoying what you do. It's enjoying what you do. You yep. spend 40 years doing something, right? Mm-hmm. And if you end up just doing it for one thing, like like money, well, you can get money anyway, and in so many different ways. And money comes and goes. But your like personal enjoyment. All, all the time. Yeah. Your personal enjoyment in that experience is ultimately unique to you and that place and that time. And that's something that I think really and truly we need to think about a bit more. And I... I I don't actually regret. I did at one when I was quite young, a bit younger. I used to regret not going to uni, thinking, "Oh, I've missed out." But I actually realised that that wasn't the path. That wasn't the path. Do. My experiences at uni would have given me have actually been through my work. Yeah. And I got a hell of a lot more dogs with it. Yeah, <laughs> so I've got bloody loads of them. Yeah. I know, right? But a good amount. It's great. It's great fun. So yeah, I'd say it's over a period of that time period. And how would you say that you like get back? to it what do you do if you have a wobble you have a a downside you have something that makes you question what you're doing one of the biggest self-defense mechanisms you can bring in that i would believe are quite is a creative way is the acceptance that things can go wrong and it's not to do with you as an individual and that making mistakes is part of being a human being yes that is a you have to accept that but you have to be willing to what makes you successful is being willing to look through all of the information the experiences what's going on look at it subjectively even if you're completely even if you are at fault Mm -hmm. take your intention out of it because people can hang on to the intention going i I didn't mean anything bad i didn't mean anything bad and then they'll rather deny what they what's gone wrong yeah um and even if you have not done anything wrong and it's gone wrong it is called life um and it can happen to anybody at any time and you just need to sit there and think to yourself well yesterday is yesterday what i do today will affect tomorrow so you might as well just enjoy it just yeah focus in on what you want out of life not titles not figures 
Yeah. Um, and do what you enjoy. And realise that just like there's there's always a down, there's always an up. Yeah. So you have to just look for the up and take it. Take the opportunities. Opportunities yeah. aren't going to sit here and go, oh, I'm going to wait until you're ready and then you can come to me. No, no. You've Opportunities on a conveyor belt. They run through your life. And yeah. if you see it, you need to be prepared to catch it. And set time aside to, to just breathe. Take some time. I used to do that on my, my way home from work. If I was stressed out or I was under pressure, I would cycle. It says cycling home. I'd walk home to give me an extra 20 minutes. Yeah, to think. To think and clear your mind. Um, and if you can go if you're in your mindset of, well, it's got bad, but it can, in short, it could get a little bit worse, but it could also get a lot better. So I've got more chances of making this better. Yeah. So what is it that I need to do t- to get better? Step at a time. Compartmentalize things. Make it less of a massive big hurdle. Do the small hurdles. Back to back, back to back, yeah. back to back. Give yourself relief points. So little moments like it could be a, a conversation with a friend. It could be um, watching your favorite film. A Just cake. Cake. Great. A tic-tac. A whole packet. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's finding the little things, isn't it, sometimes mm. that help you just get through. Mm, and if you focus that, your life's not going to be complete until you have this big end result. Everything that you've gone through, you've just literally walked past and not enjoyed. Yeah. And you've missed out on that ama- on those amazing things. And yeah. you're not going to feel fulfilled. You, you, you know, you... That, that, I would say, is one of the key things of just building yourself up and going in with tasks my my individual tasks would have been things like becoming financially independent mm-hmm. um making sure i could provide more um i want to travel i want to see things i also want to push my boundaries i want to see how far i can go like I w- new experience new experiences yeah I'm, like well. yeah I'm like why why not why just stop there you know um i got told multiple times that my company is just a hobby you know dog walking is just a hobby you're not going to stay at that surely and I did believe it at some point. Yeah. But I felt more fulfilled by not believing it and looking at it as a fact of, well, it's earning this amount. Client base is growing. People believe in it. What can I do with it? So I gave the time. The the acceptance of it could go wrong. The business couldn't work out maybe. COVID was certainly a big push into that yeah. where the industry just shut down and I had to go and work in a warehouse, which was my uh, nightmare at first because it's not that oh it's a warehouse it's bad there's just no dogs it was well, yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was the idea that all that work that you're putting in maybe what everyone was telling you was it true so i could either be like no I'm, i refuse to work in a warehouse i'm just going to sit and take any work i could do but i've got staff to maintain i've got responsibility but then i took it this way sure if the business does fold is working in a warehouse that bad what are the career options so you then look at the creative what's the yeah. opportunity you can make from there Oh, this is another career path I could look down. So then you're not sad. You're not beaten. Mm -hmm. You're just keeping your options open in every other way. And what happened? I ended up going back to my job, my my business anyway. Yeah. Um, So also, if you'd have never like gone for that or explored that avenue, you wouldn't be where you are now. Yeah, and that's the thing. It always goes back. Don't never let stereotypes guide you don't go with the stereotype don't follow the crowd because the crowd is not you just ultimately you can listen to what people say in terms of there's points of advice that will apply to you 
Um, but you've got to listen to yourself. But you've got to listen to what is going to work for you because at the end, the only point of judgment, which is often, I think, what makes people fear things because mm-hmm. they fear being judged by society. You fear yeah. about what are people going to think of me, what's my identity, what are the things tied to me that people are going to read of me to be to, to think I'm a success or not, that mm-hmm. they've, I've ticked boxes. Yeah. It all comes down to the only person that's really going to matter is you yep. in that. So if you've gone off and done things, yeah, I think someone agreed with me on that. Yeah, someone definitely <laughs> agreed. Um, yeah, I hope you heard that. So if you if you feel that way, just just remember it's only going to be you at the end of it. Real. Well, that was a wonderful way to end the oh podcast. Nice. Um, thank you for being a guest on here. It's absolutely fun. Thank you for having me. And the dogs have enjoyed it as well. They're all looking at us like... When's feeding time? It's coming up, guys. It's coming up. I think they've eaten already, you know. Oh, have they? Yeah, they're oh, gonna go, they're all organised. They're, 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 they're going to try it on, though. They're waiting for our yeah, feeding all, time. Yeah, they're like, we haven't eaten. Yeah. They wait like, for the humans' feeding time. So they're like, oh, great. There's more yeah. food that we can try and they potentially get from them. Bless <laughs> them. So, yeah, that is the end of this week's extra bonus guest podcast. Um, please keep like sharing and supporting on spotify it's also on apple music and it's also on deezer i believe as well so is how you pronounce it i don't i don't even use deezer anymore i'm not gonna lie i can pronounce it desray (laughs) well well, so i record this on audacity and this guy was like what did you say audacity was audacity Audacity. (laughs) there we go there we go shout out to audacity um but yeah, other places are available as well. But yes, thank you very much, Ben, for coming on. More than and welcome. have a wonderful week, everybody. And please keep like, sharing, and following. Same Bye. to you. Bye. Bad bee.